What's going on, guys? Sumi here with ThoughtCast, and today I'm going to talk about why everything we know about infidelity is wrong. Okay, so I say this in a way, I'm not trying to be clickbaity here, but I think a lot of things that we know about cheating in itself is actually just a lie. And I mean this in the most respectful way to all the statisticians out there and all the data scientists, because I'm someone that loves data. A big part of my life is looking at data for all of you people out there. When I take a client on, I don't come from a mindset of personal experiences. This happened to me, so this is going to happen to you. That's the worst way to coach. And I think a lot of coaches pick up the mindset. I read a lot of books. I digest a lot of information, I look at data sets and science in itself, and then I apply what I've learned in a large scale to a hyper-focused situation instead of taking a small-scale scenario of just my experience into a large, dynamic application to the world. That's what a lot of coaches do. But the big thing I'm going to tell you about infidelity in itself is that the data is all wrong. And I'm saying this because most of the data that we have on infidelity in itself is volunteer data. People lie about things, and people are going to especially lie about people they're not supposed to be sleeping with, especially if they got away. Cheaters don't turn around and say, hey, I got away with this cheating when I was 16 years old. Let me go report it to a data scientist or some case study. It doesn't work like that. So most of the data that we have on cheating is very limited. It's volunteer data. And this is the thing I want you to understand. When you look at these numbers of who cheats more or who cheats less, it's a good representation of people that are willing to volunteer, and you can maybe extrapolate that to some degree onto the population, but the real metrics of what's going on in relationships and infidelity are really behind the closed doors of counselors and coaches. And this is why I really focus on coaching and infidelity and breakups and that whole area in itself, because there's not enough help in this area. With social media and everything that we have, nobody really knows how to handle the increasing rate of infidelity. First and foremost, let me say this, not all cheating is the same. And for those of you that might be out there, they're like, what? A lot of infidelity in situations is based off the victim in itself with almost no discretion to the person that's actually doing it. And I'm not here to take the side of the cheater. I'm here to say, what is cheating? Like, what do you actually think cheating is? Is it liking a photo? Is it having a dating app on your phone? Is it following someone? Is it being part of a Reddit group with a fetish? Is it keeping in touch with your ex? Is it maybe looking at a girl too long? What is cheating? Especially with the digital age, what is cheating? With the digital age, nobody knows how to define cheating. There's no manual out here. And this is a big thing I'm going to say for all the couples out there. You need to learn how to define what cheating is in your relationship before you get to the relationship. A lot of us go through a trial and error process. Why are you still talking to her? I thought you cut her off a year ago. Why are you liking this guy's photo? That's super disrespectful. We have these conversations in the middle of the relationship, not in the beginning. We don't set boundaries of what the relationship should be. Often, even if we do set up boundaries, it's about financial stuff. It's about time commitments. It's about scheduling. It's not about hyper-focused situations of infidelity. And this is the biggest area where couples fail and relationships fail in itself. They don't really define what cheating is. And then from there, they don't even know how to go through the repair process or really handle the infidelity if it does happen in itself. See, the big thing is all the data that we have on cheating in itself is not necessarily accurate. It's volunteer data. And the remedies that we have for cheating have no regard to the feelings and emotion of the person that's been cheated on. They say, break up with him, let him go. And a lot of times we're focused on maintaining our social image than really maintaining the internal emotional state that we have. That is really what we should be caring about. So a lot of these articles and a lot of this science that you see out here of people saying that this is what you do when you're being cheated on, this is how you handle that situation, I'm going to respectfully disagree with a lot of stuff because I've worked with over a thousand people in my years of coaching. And I'll tell you this right now, a lot of the advice that people get from magazines or TV shows or celebrities on cheating in itself, 
it doesn't actually bring them happiness. It doesn't actually fix the problem. It just causes them to walk away with the loss. And if both people are willing to go back to the relationship and try to make it better, I would say that with the help of a coach or some structured guidance, you can really make a situation better. A lot of times when I deal with people that have cheated, their relationships improve if they're able to implement the right steps from the coaching in itself. They say, why did it take infidelity for us to get better? I'm not here encouraging you to go cheat on your partner and then make an intense connection. I'm here to let you know that a lot of these situations, even though they're so negative, can have growth from them. Cheating is a very misunderstood area. Infidelity in itself is treated with such a binary mindset, with complete respect to the victim in itself and absolutely none to the cheater. People will say, oh, he cheated, he's dead. It doesn't matter, let him go. Once they cheat, they'll cheat again. That's not true, it's so wrong. And the data that we have on who cheats more or how they cheat is completely messed up. I'll tell you this right now, if you look at the data sets with college students, women cheat a lot more than men. This is off reported data. And women have increased their levels of infidelity up by 40% since 1990. And, you know, men have really stayed consistent with this because traditionally, socioeconomically, in the gender roles that we have, men have always been able to have more leverage and more power, and they've been able to cheat more. Now there's almost a rebellion, especially in certain cultures. Like in Mexican culture, you know, men have always, you know, cheated. A lot of people know this. If you're really Mexican, there's a house for the family and there's a house for the mistress. Now Mexican women are taking back their power by infidelity. They're saying these men deserve it, so on and so forth. But in reality, all this is causing is dysfunction in the relationship, and you're going off the philosophy where an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. My biggest thing is in order to prevent a situation of infidelity, define what infidelity is. Define what cheating is. Define what you don't want your partner to do. See, cheating in itself operates on the idea of secrecy. So that's the precursor to it. It's secrecy, then it really comes down to physical and sexual chemistry, and then emotional chemistry as well. But it all starts off with something secret. People can be cheated on in a multitude of ways. Even people that have had open relationships where they're like, I thought that me having an open relationship would allow him to be honest with me, but he still hid people from me. People still get cheated on in a variety of different formats. So cheating in itself is something that you have to discuss with your partner. Cheating is a violation of the set assumptions that you have agreed to with your partner, and a lot of you just haven't agreed to anything. You're just going in a relationship because you're lustful. You're acting on emotion, and you're justifying with logic. You like this person. He was nice to you. You went on a couple dates. You had sex. It was wonderful. Now let's date. But their mindsets on what cheating can be is completely different. And a lot of times, there's a personal bias. You having a dating app on your phone is something that you might be okay with because you know that you're not gonna engage in it. Whereas if your partner has one, you're gonna assume the worst. You assume the worst about other people and you assume the best about yourself because we're psychologically and emotionally biased towards us. So the big thing I want you to understand is in order for you to understand infidelity, you must not look at the statistics in a hardcore fashion. You must really get with someone that deals with it on a day-to-day -day basis. My biggest advice for people that are dealing with infidelity is get with a coach. Get a session in with someone like me or a coach that handles this area because we have a lot more experience in this particular subject and we deal with people on a day-to-day -day basis that are going through this. So... That being said, I hope this information was relevant and useful to you. And if you're going through a situation right now where you're being cheated on, where your heart is broken, look, I'll tell you this right now. A lot of people will call a plumber when their sink breaks. A lot of people will call a mechanic when their car breaks down. But most people don't call a relationship coach when the relationship is not working the way that it should be. They call their friends and family that are typically no farther ahead, and they look at the online web where celebrities and dating websites and magazines will tell you, do this and do that off the statistics that aren't even true. Get with someone that deals with it on a day-to-day -day basis, and I promise you, you'll find a lot more clarity in the areas that you need help in. That being said, Sumi out.